Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everyone. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Happy Sunday. Microphone check. Happy Happy Sunday. <laughs> So just want to say happy Sunday to everyone and uh, just make sure you look in the chat and look at our uh, giveaway and look at what you need to do to win. We'll be giving away a stay in Miami um, and, you know, all details are in the chat. Okay, we're going to be getting started here in just a second. I'm just going to make sure that the room is open. I'm trying to take it from being private. Okay, I guess the room is going to be private because I, um, okay, there we go. Okay, so today our episode is a part one of what is your travel love language. And again, the words of fermentation, according to Dr. Chapman, compliments and encouragement are examples of, lang of this language. Some people thrive on going and receiving praise. So let me say back that up. Some people thrive on giving and receiving praise, while others can consider that talk is cheap and thus not very meaningful. So how would this work with travel? Some people feel guilty for planning a trip or splurging on themselves, think travel is only for retirement. So today, on this Sunday, what is your travel love language? you have anything you want to add to affirmations as far as travel? As far as travel, too, um, some people uh, think that sometimes uh, some person shows them love by taking them on a special trip. You know, uh, they affirm their love to a person not through words but through actions. And they're going to take them, like, to Paris or to a tropical island because they know that maybe they're going to get that ring. So when it comes to affirmations and travel, sometimes the destination is an affirmation of love. Okay. You want to elaborate a little bit more? You know, a lot of people, you know, it's cliche-ish and it's, you know, it's the standard sometimes, but people go to Paris and get engaged under the Eiffel Tower. Um, people go on a uh, trip to Jamaica or an exotic island and they get, you know, engaged there. So t taking a person to a special destination somewhere that's maybe even tropical or just maybe they feel like it's a luxury trip per se. They feel like that's an affirmation because this person is showing them their love. They want to share this, this, uh, this trip with them. This experience is what I was looking for. Share this experience with them um, in a new place. So sometimes that's an affirmation of love as well for a person just as much as someone saying, hey, I love you. Okay, I love that. That Yes, you are so right about that. I want to kind of dig in a little bit and um, go back to the description and talk about 
that um, far as affirmation, it's okay. Tell yourself it's okay to take that trip. It's okay not to wait until retirement to go on a trip. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no need to feel guilty to go on a trip before retirement because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't even know what the next 10 minutes is going to bring. So we can live life to its fullest right now. Just live in a now moment. Um, I've worked with in the medical field for years and I spoke with some people and we've had some deep conversations and this one particular patient is stuck with me when he said that, that they saved their money. They went on trips like with the children, but when they became empty nesters, they, he went all in on working to have that retirement ready so they can go travel. But guess what? When it came time to retire, guess where he was at? He was inside the hospital. He was on the um, the the unit where he needed a a transplant unit, you know. So he wasn't able to go on a trip, and he felt guilty that you know he felt like he robbed his wife the opportunity to travel because now all that money was going on his health, you know, just to live. And so he said, "Don't wait." To take that trip. Don't wait to travel. Don't wait to live life until retirement because you don't know what retirement is going to bring you. So live it now. So that's an affirmation that I wanted to um, expand on is that it's okay to travel now. You don't have to wait till you're retired to travel because we don't know what retirement is going to bring us. We don't know what the state the world is going to be bring us. In 2020, I celebrated my 50th birthday. Oh my God, it was going to be like the it is. And guess what happened in 2020? COVID. So we never know what's around the corner. So if you have something planned to do, don't put it off for tomorrow. Just do it today. So that's my affirmation that it's okay to take that trip. It's okay to do that getaway. It's okay to splurge on yourself when it comes to travel. Do you want to chime in, Miss Travelers Bay? Of course. And and you're right. Sometimes we don't uh we don't give ourselves grace to do to travel, to do things outside the box. And again, that could be a day trip. Um, when I lived in California, you know, it was nothing to drive from San Francisco to Napa. What an hour drive to just take that time, maybe wine taste, have lunch at a vineyard. Some sometimes uh uh the, the trip doesn't have to be as elaborate as we think travel is. So when you give yourself grace, you give yourself grace to say it's okay to be okay and to make yourself okay. So I'm on along the lines with you also, like you said, people, we don't, we don't allow ourselves to travel. We look at a, we look at the dollar sign, especially for plane tickets and we automatically nix it. We kill our dream. We kill the um, passion to travel around. So if we're not doing that, we're, we're not affirming at least with ourselves or even a partner that it's okay to get away, that it's okay to take five. So it, I, I like what you were saying as well. So to me, that's my little two bits. <laughs> I love it. It ain't nothing little about it either. That's huge. You know, we need these affirmations to just like we would need it in the, uh, our partner. We need these affirmations for ourselves to say it's okay. Um, don't, you know, your the coworker that's always gone traveling. There's no need to be 
thinking, oh, they're just, you know, being extra. You could be extra too. I'm giving you permission to travel. And if you can't think of, okay, I always wanted to take this exotic trip um, to Europe, but I don't know where to start. Again, like I always say, in each time that we come on, that I want to make using a travel agency or a travel agent as a new norm. Because this world is a lot different since COVID. Um, I've read so many stories online about people complaining about their flights and how they were stranded or how things happened because it's, they did the trips on their own and they didn't know how to you know, come out of pocket. They didn't know the different red tapes and stuff. So let's just make it the new norm to, to use a travel agent. It's okay to use us, you know? And we're not here to give you the discounts. We do have discounted trips, don't get me wrong, but that's not the purpose of using a travel agent to see how to get the best deal or get the cheapest rate. To use a travel agent to help you have that best experience. Like I said, I am not your ordinary travel agency. I will help you think out the box. I will help you think about ways um, that you wouldn't even thought about doing different excursions you can do on your trip. Um, Kenya, for example, if someone was to go to Hawaii, I know I keep talking about Hawaii when it comes to you, but you just got back. It's still fresh in your memory. What type of excursion would you recommend for them to take? Oh, they have snorkeling. They have uh, sunset cruises. You know, they have the luau's. Of course, you know, they have the luau's. Um, they have the tours in which you, you know, if you don't know what to do for a day, you can book a day for three hours with lunch included to tour the islands. You know, there's a, so much you can do outside with um, in Hawaii as far as excursions. So when you use a travel agent, you know, we can we can get those for you. Or we can give you a link to book one yourself at your leisure. Also, we can be that person on hold when you're frustrated because your flight is canceled or your reservation is lost. You know, we can we can take on that um, that frustration and anxiety. Like I said, I've had to do it before with a couple that just went to Hawaii that I booked for their anniversaries and their room. They found that the hotel did not have a pool. So I had to, we had to work it out. Yes, they had to pay a little more money to get a different accommodation. But still, you know, we knew in advance. I looked it up in advance before they traveled. I made sure, you know, they knew that their flight had changed. Um, so these are all things that I kept on top of because they just want to go out of town and enjoy their anniversary. You know, so it was a physical person taking care of a physical need when all you want to do is to have a good time. So travel agents can be your voice. So that, I mean, it's, it's not, they're not a bad thing. We don't, again, we don't make a million dollars. If you book a big trip, we do make commission and it is our job, but also know we're here to help. So it's not just about getting a commission because we booked your trip. And it's also something that we enjoy doing. Um, when you enjoy doing what you're doing, you're not really working. You're really having fun doing it. But another thing I wanted to ask about Hawaii is, um, what about zip lining? I always want to, I know I go up there. I don't want to jump out of nobody's plane, but I always wanted to do the zip line. I always wanted to know, like, how would that be? Did you, have you ever tried that experience before? Leon, you've been to Hawaii. 
Do you I want to um, join us in conversation? Come on, Leon, tell us about it because I have not zip line yet. My little heart ain't let me go there yet. <laughs> I'm giving you the mic if you feel like speaking with us today, and I'm glad that you joined us. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for being here. Just hit the mic if you want to speak. If not, you can just type it in the chat. You don't have to speak today if you don't feel up to it. Okay, I see the mic. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we hear, hear you. you. Okay, well, I've I've never I've never been ziplining a day in my life. Um, oh wow. I've seen I've seen other stuff that was fun though. I mean, like the luau. I've definitely been to the luau. Um, that was really cool. I mean, because you see a lot of um, you see a lot of the the Polynesian culture when you're when when they do the luau's they show you you know like how they how they um roast the roast the pig and you know you don't eat the pig but I guess you you have the option of doing that if that's what you want to do um you see the hula the hula shows and I mean I saw a lot of that when I was on at White in Waikiki right there on the beach you see a lot of um a lot of um, um people teaching teaching them the um, tourists how to hula oh wow really cool. I love that yeah. Each, what each about water part, skiing? Water skiing, I never did that either. I was just, I was just so much caught up in just the atmosphere of the other place. But I mean, I've seen people do water skiing. Um, there's so many different places in Hawaii. There's so much stuff to do when you're there. Um, I mean, if you just want to tour the island and see different places, you know, see different places because each each part of the island, like like when I went to Honolulu, you no, know, which is Oahu. Um, each part of the island, the north, south, east, west part of the island had a different feature of it. And when you and when you went there, you just want to stop and just kind of kind of get an idea of how everything how everything was like there. You know, um, um, even driving through the residential neighborhoods was even that was even a really cool experience because you know you seen them. Some people they had, you know they had their subdivisions, but you know you can see that they still kind of kept they they still kept their their Polynesian heritage because I mean they were like building like like I seen one one guy build like a a grass hut you know and had his car his car parked underneath it. Oh wow! Yeah, so you saw I mean is you know I mean aside from the um aside from the um the just the touristy stuff I mean just the cultural stuff that was the part that I got into the most so you know it's just. No, going out to Hawaii, that's probably like the closest thing that, you know, that you're get to going to another country if you don't have a passport. It's like the closest thing to going to an, another country with um with and you're still you know, technically in the United States. Right. So yeah, yeah. So I mean when you get there you you get a chance to meet a lot of different people, see a lot of different things 'cause you know, when you're there you since it's right there in the middle of um middle of the Pacific Ocean, you know, you're you're near a lot of the Asian Asian um countries. So you see a lot of different the different um variations of Asian culture there. You know, you'll see your your um you'll see people from, you know, Thailand, Japan, China, Vietnam, things like that. You see you see a lot of that. You see a lot of um when you're there you see um mostly your Asian culture and your and your native Polynesian culture. So that's those are the things when I when I get into when I go when I when I travel, I mean I, I usually steer away from the tourist stuff and I just mostly just focus on the cultural things there. I, I just like yeah, I like to I just like to get a vibe of um how how other people live and just how different just just to see different people and what they do 
And if it's different from what you know what what we're used to, I just I just get into that. Even if it's just just driving by, just like just looking at looking at what they do, you know, like things like that. I love it. Do you mind me elaborating a little bit about your background? Because um, I'm sure with what you do, you traveled a lot with it, right? In different right. competitions. Mm-hmm. I traveled. Um, I did a lot of fighting, a lot of uh, cage fighting, and. Um, uh, jiu-jitsu matches so I've been a little bit of everywhere over the country and I, I, I would I would go there hang out hang out at the dojos that were there um, uh, that were in the, wherever I went to learn their techniques and then in the meantime I'll, I'll go I'll go out and about and then kind of see how people live um, when I was uh, when I was um, in Hawaii I, I trained um, I trained with Helson Gracie um, I, I went to his I went to his dojo trained there for for about five or six days before I, before I left out. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was one of the things that you do see there. You see, um, a lot of, um, a lot of, um, stuff, you know, related to the, um, related to that, you know, related to like, you know, your, your jujitsu, um, kung fu, karate, you know, you know, cause you have these people that are coming from, um, once again, coming from like, you know, different aspects of Asian culture. And then, you know, then you have like, you know, other people like your Brazilians that are coming out there too. And they're setting up shops, so you see a lot of you see a lot of different things. There, you see, I mean, you see a lot, of, you see a lot of different stuff. So, like you know, my thing where I get into martial arts, um, um, Hawaii, Hawaii is a pretty is a pretty good spot. You know, when you come to, when you want to just learn that, you know, learn different things, and that you have that diversity. You know, like being from Indiana, it was just mostly just a karate, taekwondo type of state. But when you go out there, you see, you know, you see kung fu, you see jujitsu, you know, the Japanese jujitsu, you see the Brazilian jujitsu, um, you'll see um, um, just different variants of kung fu when you're out there. Um, the only other place I can think of that would be kind of um, similar to that would be New York because of that diversity there, which I've trained out there as well. And you see that, you see that, see that there. But you know, from, but coming from Coming from um, going to to Hawaii, and you know you have people that are just coming, they're they're coming from those Asian countries. You know they're bringing all their culture there, so you so that's one aspect of their culture that they do bring there. So you you see it there. Interesting. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for sharing. I love that. Cool. Miss Ken, anything you want to add? We're coming close to the um, the end of the show. Travelers Bay. I am still here. I am still here. So I, I mean, go ahead. I wanted you to touch on a little bit too, because I want to talk some about the. Um, I know Hawaii is the United States, but can you tell us a little bit about the Bayou, um, Louisiana? Oh, you know, uh, Louisiana. You know, uh, everybody's family, pretty much. <laughs> you know. Uh, some way or, or other y'all related. Um, but also, you know, the food is culture and the food in the atmosphere. So you start building up culture that way and community that way when you're down South. So, I mean, it's a beautiful, it could be a beautiful place, you know, and we know down South has a stigma, but uh, you know, I haven't experienced it, but I do love like the culture, the food, um, the, the family, 
like I said, everybody know your business and everybody know who you related to, where I'm from in uh, Baldwin. But it's a beautiful place, you know. You get to see a lot of growth and you get to see a lot of um, history as well, you know, out there. So the South is beautiful. So what about Mardi Gras? Um, I've never got a chance to go there for that, and that is on my bucket list. Um, is it the same as it was in the past, or have they changed it at all? Well, I went there, and I found out Mardi Gras is just parades. <laughs> so, so honestly, if you like parades, and you like getting beads and getting hit in the face with beads, Mardi <laughs> Gras is flash. the place you want to be, because, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking it's like that Tuesday, it's parties, it's second line, and the majority of Mardi Gras is parades. You I'm know, I was going to say something about um, about that, about the Mardi Gras. Well, not about the Mardi Gras, but when you go down in that area, the French Quarter, one of the things I've one of the things I realized is I went there when it wasn't Mardi Gras. I loved it better when it was. I, I think I probably would have liked it better when it when, when it wasn't Mardi Gras because it was like it was just so much stuff you could still do. And I mean, I guess it's for the exception of the parades, you know. But yeah, um, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras would be an interesting time. I mean, you know, French Quarter. When you go there, it's like you got a lot of people there anyway. But it's like the when you go there, it's like you know sometimes the streets the the streets are a little bit small. So you know, and I'm one of those people I don't like a lot of crowds. But yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine Mardi Gras would be like a very very crowded area. When it really in that, in is that area that, like French Quarter. It really is, especially if people are drinking all day. And like I said, there's it's just parades. So people are going from parade, parade, parade to parade. And typically sometimes there's two or three in a day. So what about the music? I mean, I love me some jazz. How about the music? Just depending on where you go, the French Quarter has become such a touristy place. Okay. Um, that you're not getting the authenticity sometimes in certain areas. So you kind of sometimes have to go on the outskirts. So you got to find that local spot instead of the spot of the tourist. Going back to the culture. Yeah, you have to go back to the culture. So it's crazy. It's, you know, and again, I went to Mardi Gras probably about nine or 10 years ago. And it was beautiful. I had a good time. Didn't realize it was parade. So you're standing or whatever all day. But, um, it's it's now so um, it's such a tourist thing that it's taking from the culture of why people go there. Okay, so that goes back to the love language. When I heard Leon say that if he was there doing Mardi Gras, that it would be so crowded that that wasn't his thing. So his love language wouldn't be being at the Mardi Gras um, in um, Louisiana during that time. So that kind of touches on how we can add travel to the love language exactly exactly that's when you go into the culture and you meet a local because you know they welcome you in you know and uh they'll tell they'll show you some places to go that are not on the the uh map per se um so it's a very welcoming town but yes you can add that to your love language just getting to know the people and the culture when you go someplace that's a good thing as well you know um Get, getting a, a insight from someone who lives there instead of the people who are trying to make money. Okay, and that also gives you another reason. So the questions that we are asking and we're talking on 
It's something that your travel agent would ask you. You know, they would ask you different questions. Do you like to be in crowds? Um, how do you feel about if they were going to Louisiana, about going during the time of the Mardi Gras? So we ask you these questions. So that's our way of getting to know your travel love language. So we could um, recommend different spots, what we would think will be good for you or not good for you. And um, so that's pretty much it. So um, I am grateful for everyone that is coming on right now. Um, We're about to tie it up. You are listening to Two Sisters with a Grind. Um, we are both travel independent travel agency owners, home base. Um, I am MF Travel, and Kenya is Travelers Bay. And Leon is just one of our guests that comes on, and I'm so appreciative that he's here with us almost every time. So anyone... I really enjoy listening to you guys. Well, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So we would like everyone to, to, to read um, in the messages. We are doing a giveaway the end of the month. This was our... This month was our actually our one year anniversary for actually owning our travel business. So we're doing a um, a giveaway. So if you would read down in the messages and um, you follow all of that, we will be doing next week. We'll be announcing the winner of the giveaway. So um, just follow the steps that is stated in the messages, and um, hopefully you will be that lucky winner. So again, um, if Kenya doesn't have anything to wrap it I up, I don't. It's just for thanking Leon for coming on and you know always participating, and for everybody else who hopped on and caught a snippet. And for those of you who are doing a re- uh, listening to it afterwards, please do uh, look at the messages and please uh, participate in the giveaway. We'd love to give away that trip to Miami, that stay in Miami. Okay, then, well, that will conclude um, the Inside Scoop with two sisters with stars with a grind. And enjoy the rest of your evening, everyone. All right, have a great Sunday night.